Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the New York Her Podcast presented by Visa. I'm your host, Olivia Landis. This week, we have very special guest, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team reporter, Casey Phillips, to talk a little bit about her experience leading up to Super Bowl 55 and what her, what this role has meant for her this season. Casey, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate your time. Casey, first and foremost, I'd really just love to know what overall this experience has been like for you as a team reporter this year. You're now literally heading to Super Bowl 55. What has this experience been like for you overall? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's completely a bucket list thing. And especially when you work in this kind of an industry, I mean, getting to cover a Super Bowl is sort of, to me, the uh, pinnacle of it. And it's just that much more amazing when I am a part of the team, that I am not some sort of dispassionate, you know, outside viewer that I know these players and coaches and everybody that works on the business staff. And it's just such a family where it's, it's not just something where I'm excited to go to a Super Bowl. I'm so excited for all of these people getting to be a part of it, knowing the hard work that goes into it, knowing their families. There's just that human element to it that makes it the perfect way, in my opinion, to go to the Super Bowl is that you, I care, you know, I really care what happens and to these people. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's just amazing and, and so fulfilling and rewarding. And how many years have you been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now, Casey? Six seasons. Yep. This is my sixth one. So uh, it definitely feels like family feels like home at this point. <laughs> I can totally understand that six seasons uh, with the Buccaneers and and on the sixth season, you guys officially made it to the Super Bowl. Casey, I, I would also love to know this season has been obviously such an incredibly different year for all of us with all of the co- new COVID protocols and pretty much playing an NFL season in a pandemic, in a world pandemic. But what was unique for you this season when it comes to maybe how this team was a little bit different? in the way that it was able to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they did such a good job of taking COVID seriously. Um, Bruce Arians really emphasized that of, hey, you know, the team that beats the virus is going to have a way better chance of beating everybody else. Um, And it turns out he was pretty right about that. And I just think they all took it so seriously. You could tell the expectations were so high to start the year once you bring in Brady and Gronk and guys like that, that they understood what was on the table. And they took everything seriously from the virus to the way they prepared, the way they handled themselves. And it just felt like a culture shift in so many ways where they understood, hey, we have the chance to do something really big this year and we are all going to do our individual parts for it. So yeah, I was just very impressed by just how seriously everybody took everything from on and off the field. And you mentioned Bruce Arians. Let, let, let's touch a little bit on him because like you said, you're already in your sixth season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And obviously he only came on as the head coach just a couple of years ago. So what has it been like for you as a team reporter who knows this team so well? inside and out and to watch this coach just in you know his second season with this team really find so much success what was the biggest difference to you yeah Bruce is incredible and especially um, I think his eye for 
what it takes to have a good staff around him, that he is someone who really um, empowers and enables all of his staff. He wants them to succeed. He relies on them really well. And I have loved how much emphasis he has placed on having a diverse coaching staff where um, all of his coordinators are black and he brought on the first, we're the first team to have multiple female coaches. And um, I just can tell that for the players, that kind of stuff matters too, especially when it comes to the black coordinators of a lot of these players and guys talking about, yeah, like we have shared experiences. They know what it's like to be in my shoes and um, just the diversity in terms of gender and race and even age and all of that stuff um, really all brought together just the best of all experiences from people and um, the expertise that everybody brings in. So yeah, I think his ability to be so forward thinking and even things like technological advances, they put a lot of money into things like either analytics or sports science. Uh, he's just turned over every stone to be able to have um, all of the best people and resources at his disposal. And you can tell that it all came together really well. And so, okay, so that's an, a great point that I'd love to dive off of right there. You mentioned how him as an individual and as a coach really brought a lot of diversity to the team this year. You mentioned um, him having all black coordinators. You mentioned having a few female coaches. Why has that, in your opinion, been so important to the success of this team to have that diversity and have the different opinions and experiences to bring this team to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think that that really is it. It's it's the diversity of thought, experiences, the ability to relate to a lot of different people. Um, I think that whether it's football or a company, anything you're doing in this world, it pays to have different viewpoints. Um, two heads are always better than one. And the more different experiences and paths you can bring together, the more relatable you're going to be able to be with different people on your team. You're going to have new and fresh ideas. Um, you just know that you're going to get the best of the best out of everybody. Um, and you're not going to get pigeonholed into one way of thinking. So again, whether it's race, gender, age, things about technology that he's used, I just think that um, there is nothing that Bruce Arians won't look at and do to get the best ideas. But I think also even more than that, it, it, I don't think he did it just for the football benefits. He talked about how, especially the choices to hire the women was a very conscientious choice because he said he just thought someone needed to start opening those doors, um, that he remembered what it was like to not be uh, looked at for job opportunities. He mentioned how it took a coach getting cancer for him to be considered for a head coaching opportunity, even though he'd been a Super Bowl winning coordinator. And he knew what it felt like to not be given the chances that you think you deserve. And he, once he was in a position to be able to give those, just felt like that was so vital and important that if he could be the guy to show that women deserved that spot, that he wanted to do that. So it was a very intentional thing there. And I think that's something that a team values, that when they look at a guy like Bruce and they see that he really cares about people and it's not even just about winning games, that he wants to set coaches and people up for success, that's the kind of guy that they're going to want to play hard for. They're going to want to win for, that they know he cares about them and isn't just trying to win games, but also he's definitely trying to do that, but he also cares about the people. And Casey, I, I'd, I'd like to touch a little bit more on the subject of you, you know, female coaches in the NFL. And I love I love hearing what you just said about how Coach Arians talked about, oh, he knows he knows what it feels like to be passed up for an opportunity that you know you deserve. From your perspective, what do you think this 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 
type of message this sends to the rest of the league and the NFL in general to have a team that made it to the Super Bowl in just its second year under a, a brand new head coach, pretty much. But to still have all of these, like you said, female coaches, what kind of an example or message do you think this sends to the rest of the league? Yeah, I think that it's really important for teams to see that a team that this was a purposeful decision made it to the Super Bowl, that you can have success with all these different types of people and that that probably even contributed to it. It was not like the Bucks won in spite of that, that you could say that they potentially even won because of that, because of the fact that they can tell that this is, these are core values of this organization, of this head coach, of this team, that I think a lot of times when it comes to progress in any situation, people sometimes just need to see someone go first. And while it would be great if everyone was willing to be the team to go first, um, you know, sometimes it just takes one person and other teams will be able to look and say, see, they had success doing this. And we've seen the NFL be a copycat league in terms of whether it's schemes or certain plays or things like that. And now I just really hope that with us making the Super Bowl, it'll turn the NFL into a copycat league in terms of more diversity in every aspect for other teams. I think it's such a cool discussion. And that's a great point. I think I think it really sets an example of what it can truly mean for a team and just honestly an organization to have more diversity and to give women more opportunities in that coaching realm. Um, so that's, that's a really great point. I love hearing, love hearing stuff like that. And like you said, biggest stage, literally the biggest stage in the world to prove that man, stuff like this really works. Absolutely. And that's, that's what it's about is showing as many people as possible um, that having black coordinators works, having female coaches works, um, you know, having a diverse group of people working together on a team works. It is, it's just such a perfect um, advertisement essentially. And and it worked even as an actual advertisement that I know Nike did a big commercial with a lot of the women involved in our um, organization. And we're showing, you know, what this looks like and what this could mean and, and the potential future of football. Um, so yeah, I just, I love getting to work for an organization that is basically a walking advertisement for racial and gender diversity. Well, Casey, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into your personal experience this season. First of all, how do you obviously this season is different because the team headed to Super Bowl 55. However, I, I want to know for you, what was unique besides COVID um, and and the different uh, the different protocols that we had to follow this season? But what was unique for you? this year in terms of how you had to approach your job differently, maybe, um, or what you did differently this year to find so much success as even as a female um, team reporter working for this team? Yeah, I mean, of course, the COVID stuff was was massive. Having to do my entire job on Zoom this year presented a whole new host of challenges. And um, I was very thankful I had already been with the team for a while because um, I already had those relationships built with so many players and coaches because everything I was doing was requiring me to just be reaching out over the phone that, you know, I wasn't at the facility to just be able to run into a guy to be like, Hey, I need this interview from you. I was having to rely on these relationships to, um, call guys and text guys and, and get whatever I needed. And, um, I think the biggest challenge was just trying to still make everything very relational for even the viewers and listeners over Zoom. Because I think we all know at this point after doing this for a whole year, 
it's just not quite the same as being in person. And when my job is so much about showing the personality of players, I mean, yes, I definitely do talk X's and O's, but I tend to think of my main job responsibility being um, helping fans love this team, helping fans love the individual guys and telling their stories, telling the human interest side. And trying to do that on Zoom is a lot harder. Um, it's a lot harder to just kind of have the natural banter back and forth that can bring out some of the best sound bites and things. So um, just having to be really intentional and creative with how to still bring out personality when you're not in the same room as anybody was definitely a challenge. Um, but I think that just in terms of what felt different outside of COVID stuff was just the amount of attention put on this team. I mean, you know, Tampa is not necessarily one of the biggest markets and, you know, we hadn't made the playoffs in a while. And so when it comes to national attention, it's not always something we get a ton of. And all of a sudden, you know, we are on every sports channel, every sports show. All everybody can talk about is Brady and Gronk and the Bucks. And it was just such a crazy shift so quickly to be in such a big, huge spotlight. And I think for me, it was just really fun to watch the rest of the country learn all the cool things about this team that everybody here in Tampa had, had known for a little while. Yeah, and I think I think it's funny. It's funny that you say that too. Us as team reporters, obviously, our job is, like you said, to talk X's and O's, and the football side of things are the most important. However, I think I agree with you when I say it's it's so important to be able to show these players as humans and their humanist the humanistic side of football because oftentimes you know, especially fans, they get caught up in X's and O's and the winning and the losing, which of course is important, but it's even more important to know the players and to know the individuals who you're watching on the field on Sunday. So from, from your perspective in your sixth season with this team, and obviously this year had, like we said, a lot of, a lot of differences between the pandemic and the team making it to the Super Bowl. But how long did it take you to realize that that is truly what you love to do about this job is show the humanistic side of these players? Yeah, thankfully, I think I realized really early on, which is actually what led me to team reporting. Instead of working for a team and then realizing that's what I like to do, that's kind of why I sought out the team reporting job is I have known ever since college that um, – while it, it is fun to, you know, anchor highlights and things like that, I just, the whole reason I had sought out being a reporter was that I wanted to be at games, at practices, at events, be there in person. And to really, I just, I love the human side of sports. To me, that's what everybody really does want to see about it. That, yeah, everybody loves debating the X's and O's and how you're going to cover Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and things like that. But when you really have a heart for sports is those stories, the underdog stories and you know, I, I think I just realized how much I love when either I put out a story about a player, especially maybe like a charity that he does a lot for or something like that. And I'll get fans who respond and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to go buy his jersey now. Or, oh, I'm going to root for him extra hard now on Sunday. He's now my new favorite player. Or even his own family or friends reaching out to me and saying how thankful they are that, you know, I was able to do a story like this to tell people about their son or whatever. I mean, that's just such a fulfilling moment for me because so often we forget that they're human. I mean, Hey, they physically sometimes don't even seem human with what they're able to do. And then they're just kind of these guys under helmets out on a field. And with the way that sometimes you see people talk about them on social media or anything, you can tell that the humanity gets lost in it a bit. And I just love being able to remind everyone, this is someone's son or brother or husband or dad. And to show those personalities to everybody is just such a rewarding feeling. 
And I think that's like we already said, I think that's just so important too, because hearing some of those small things, like, like you said, family or friends reaching out to, Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to tell this story. I feel like that's as reporters, that's kind of what really makes it worth it, you know, is hearing those responses and seeing that people truly are interested in learning about who these players are as individuals off the field. Yeah. And that is, I love that. I love when fans get excited about that. It, it really does just make me so happy. And it is so gratifying that, you know, our job is, um, incredibly fun and rewarding on its own. The things we get to do. I mean, it is, I just feel so blessed every single day to realize that I get paid to watch and talk about sports. Um, but there are a lot of times where the schedule is brutal and, this team can almost become your family during the season that I see the team in a normal year way more than I see my own family or friends for five or six months. And it's just so nice to feel like it's all worth it. You know, that the hours you give up, uh, the, ho- the holidays you miss, the weddings you miss, things like that, that when you see that it makes people care about these athletes the way that you do, it it makes it feel worth it. Yeah. The feeling of, of, that that feeling of oh this this was really worth it like and and seeing that product kind of in, un, unfold that truly is what makes everything like you said the long hours the long days a lot of the hard work it makes it worth it to see so many people who are interested in that side of things but i'd like to still talk a little bit more about this season casey and like you already mentioned sixth season with this team um was was there more of a spotlight, do you feel like, on on this team this season with all of the changes um, that were made this offseason, especially having uh, the greatest player of all time to join the team? Um, I mean, in, in such an interesting fashion because Tom Brady was such a big story this offseason. A lot of people didn't know where he was going to land. And then when we heard he landed at the Bucks, it seemed like, the spotlight really turned to the to the team this year. Does it feel that way when you look back at the 2020 season? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, I was hearing from all sorts of people I hadn't heard from in forever and everybody, oh my gosh, do you get to interview Tom Brady? And um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Like I it was absolutely mind-blowing what it did um for Tampa, for Tampa Sports. I mean, even the other Tampa athletes, like for a Super Bowl preview show I did. I interviewed a lightning player and a Rays player, and they were talking about how cool they thought it was when, when Brady was coming down here to play for one of the other Tampa teams. It's just, it, it's unbelievable. The, we, we've, we've started calling it the Brady effect, you know, that it's just this all encompassing, <laughs> incredible amount of attention and expectation. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. But like I said, I think what I love about it is that it also therefore shined a spotlight on all the other people on the team that just haven't necessarily gotten that. Like Levante David is the example that we've all talked about all year, that this guy is one of the best inside linebackers in the whole league and has been for years. And he just never gets voted to the pro bowl or never, he just doesn't get all this attention that we all know he very much deserves. And it's been so fun to watch and maybe listen even to the, the broadcasts of our games as now all these broadcasters and people are like, man, this Levante David guy. And we're all like, yes, thank you. Finally, everyone is hearing about him. So yeah, I think that's yeah. been the best part is look, Brady, Brady's got enough attention. We, we everybody knows who he is, but now the, the Brady effect is helping shine a light on some of these other guys who really deserve it. And did you feel that the Brady effect at all? Did you feel the extra pressure or the extra attention at all on you individually as a reporter and what you do for a job? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you know there are going to be more eyeballs on something you do, no matter why that is, you know, there's some added um, pressure, butterflies or whatever you want to call it. And especially I think the first time I was going to be doing an interview with him and there was the added part this year of just the technology side of that, you know, I'm having to record everything and make sure it all looks good and make sure it gets saved right and sent to the right place. And with all these other interviews, I was like, okay, yeah. But when it came to the very first interview with Brady, I was like, oh my gosh, please let everything work. Please Wi-Fi. Please, <laughs> please don't crash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so much pressure. It felt like on this one interview and I was like laughing to myself. I'm like, I've been doing this for so long. Like I never get nervous to do my job anymore. And it wasn't even that I was nervous to interview Brady. I was just so nervous about everything working and just realizing the pressure I felt to deliver this interview. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely been that. And even it's just been funny, like when I first posted, I just made a post on Instagram about the fact that he was coming and there was it was nothing crazy. And I feel like I've put up way better Instagram content, but it was like by far the most liked thing I had ever done. Works that way too. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that was the moment that I knew. I was like, oh, this is about to get crazy. That everything I'm going to do is going to get a lot more eyeballs on it. If, if you tag Tom Brady in something, that's that's a whole other level. Well, what was your favorite part then when when you say all of those things and talk about the Brady effect and the extra pressure, the extra eyeballs and all of the content? What was your favorite part about that this season? Um, and what did it really teach you? What did this year, what what differences of this season compared to last? What did it teach you as a team reporter and as a woman in this industry? Yeah, I, I feel like it just sort of um, proved why I've been doing everything the way that I have for years that it made me realize I didn't really do anything differently this year. I didn't approach anything differently because I've just already always tried to approach it in a way of imagining if, you know, everyone in the world was watching this, how would I feel? It just kind of showed me how you always need to be um, at the top of your game. And I've always felt that way as a female reporter anyways, that it, it feels like you don't have a lot of room to make mistakes. Um, yeah. And so I think it was kind of nice that I already really felt prepared for it, that I already approach everything like I am representing, rightly or wrongly, women everywhere. Like that's just how it feels is that if I mess up, someone's like, oh, see, this is why women shouldn't do this job. Or, you know, so yeah. I have always felt some of that pressure to be on my A game. And anytime you're recorded doing something, it's forever. So you never want to mess up anyways, because it's there for all eternity. And um, so, yeah, I just felt like I was very thankful I had been in this career long enough that I am past, way past all of those normal jitters or nervousness or a lack of faith in my own ability. And it felt like this was the fruition of all of it, that everything finally was like, yeah, this is what I've been preparing for and I'm ready for it. And I just need to do everything the way I've always been doing it. And it just kind of felt great to feel that confident in what I'm doing, that it didn't matter how many eyeballs were on it. I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I've been doing. And I, I feel good about it. Well, you said something that you said, super interesting. You said that whether it was right or wrong or indifferent, you felt like there was a pressure for you um, as a rep representation of all women uh, in the industry to perform at a high level. How do you feel like after the season is over and you've obviously, you know, you're amazing at what you do very clearly, especially being in your sixth season. But how do you feel like maybe you've positively impacted the image and just the overall message of women being in the NFL? And, hey, look, we really can do this, even though we shouldn't have to prove it in this way, but we really can. Yeah, I think that um, it is 
really interesting that anytime someone starts doing something that it's been viewed in the past for whatever reason, like they shouldn't do again, race, gender, whatever you, you do feel like you're a representative of everyone in that category. Um, and again, I don't, I rightly or wrongly, it's not necessarily a burden that any one person should have to bear. And one person making a mistake in an industry should not have an effect on everyone else that is in whatever category they are. Um, but I, I think less than that, I, I more view it as wanting to be a role model for other women and girls. I always want to know that I have not made it harder for someone to come behind me and do one of these jobs. It's not my job to make everyone convinced that women can do this. Um, doesn't matter how I do my job. There's going to be some people that know that and some people that don't. Um, so it's yeah. not my job to represent everybody, but I do feel it is my job to try to make sure that um, I only make the way easier and not harder for women coming after me like the women before me have done. And who, for you, who was really, an, uh, as a female, who was an inspiration to you or somebody that you looked up to in this field of work when it came to other women around the league? Um, yeah, I always really liked uh, Pam Oliver and Hannah Storm. I think they were a couple of the people that I really loved watching. And, um, you know, both of them were just so polished and professional while also enjoying what they did. You know, I, I think especially Hannah Storm, that she just always had a really a, incredible ability, in my opinion, to balance professionalism and a casual enjoyment of her job, that it was never too uptight or where she was taking it too seriously or, you know, it's like, we got to, we're, we're doing sports. This is entertainment. And so she always seemed to be enjoying it and loving what she did. Um, but also, you know, getting her stuff, right. Getting, doing her job well and to a high level. And, um, yeah, just seeing her on something like a sports center that was just, you know, the pinnacle and same thing with Pam Oliver on, you know, these huge NFL games to see these women on the highest of high stages, um, doing it, in an incredibly well-respected way uh, was, was just really inspiring. And I, yeah, I was, I think that the both of them were always people that I thought, man, that's, I would love to be that someday. Well, you've done an incredible job. Absolutely. I, I always, I mean, you know, we as, as team report, female team reporters, we stick together and we always listen, follow each other's content. So for me, everyone over here, congratulations on all the success you've had this season. I have one more question for you, Casey, before I let you go. I'd love to know after this entire year, through all of the ups and downs, finally making it um, making it to the most important part that every team strives for in the NFL, the Super Bowl. What do you think is one of the most important things you're going to take away from this season and the Super Bowl? Oh man, um, I think there's a couple aspects. One, I think we occasionally forget how close we could have come to just not even having a season now that it's yeah, happened. So true that there was times back in April and May that I thought, Oh my gosh, are we going to get to play? What is this going to look like? Are we going to get to have a season? Am I going to get to be involved at all? And there was even a time I didn't even know how I would work from home thinking of my whole job as being something where I had to be physically there. So just the gratitude of we had a season, I had a job, I was able to cover it. Um, that is just something every day I still think about. Um, and then I just think that it's one of those things where, and I actually told um, one of our female coaches this when she first started and it was about to be her first game. I said, 
you know, make sure you take a moment to take it all in that when you go out there that I never want to take for granted where I am that, you know, me as a kid, I remember wanting to even be the people who wiped the sweat off the NBA field or off the NBA court, like those teenagers oh, who would sit amazing. under the I goal <laughs> because I so badly just wanted to be close to the action and yeah. to think about how how much better <laughs> this is even than <laughs> that and to never take for granted what I get to do for a living. And so I think that I'm just, it, it's really been about looking at the fact that I've gotten to interview Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. I've gotten to go to a Super Bowl that um, everything about what I have been able to do of just never, it took me a lot of little steps to get here. It was not something that was all at once. And so sometimes when it's a lot of little steps, there isn't a moment where you all of a sudden are like, oh my gosh, I've made it. So forcing myself to have those moments where I realize how incredibly blessed I am to do what I do and to never take it for granted. Um, I think that's really what I'm going to take away from this is when we thought we weren't going to have a season and then now we've had a season and it's gone so well for this organization. It's just that reminder of you never know when your last game might be to work. You never know what's going to happen with your career, how things are going to go and to take every moment um, and just soak it all in. And I just, I think that's, really what we should all do. Um, but it's something that I think 2020 probably reminded us of, of don't, don't take the the normal things for granted. Yeah. I think it's an incredible piece of advice. And I think it truly is something everyone should live by. It's easier said than done. I can often, I can say, because as you know, oftentimes as reporters, we'll get in, in a rhythm, we'll get in a routine throughout the season, especially when we have so much content to produce. So sometimes you kind of forget to take that step back and and really take it all in and be like, wow, this is this is amazing that I get to talk and be about sports all day and get paid to do it. So congratulations on an incredible season. And thank you so much, Casey Phillips with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Another episode of the New York Curve podcast presented by Visa is officially in the books. Tampa Bay Buccaneers team reporter Casey Phillips. She was an amazing guest. Please share, subscribe, and listen to the podcast. Would love it if you guys gave me some feedback and let me know what you've been thinking of the podcast so far this season. Hope you all have been having a wonderful off season, and we'll see you next time.